0: Hello, it is April 28th, 2022, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Scott, how are you, man? It has been a long time, a long time coming. Uh, uh, There's some relevant football things going on today. It is draft day. Uh, we are coming at you live from the draft, from our computers, <laughs> from our the safety of our own home. Scott, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. It's It's good to be back. It's good to have some actual football content being, like, you know, thrown around. I'm so tired of listening, watching ESPN talk about any other sport other than football because they all just fall to the wayside, essentially. Um, but it's like I said it's it's good to be it's good to be back. It's uh, it's it's football is like starting to feel alive again. First round tonight It's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's very exciting. How are you doing today? I'm doing great,
0: man. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've been in baseball mode. I've been in basketball mode. I've been, you know you kind of take football and you put it in the back of your mind and you're like, you know, why was I so obsessed with this sport? Uh, Oh, in the fall, you know, Christmas time, Halloween, Thanksgiving, I'm sitting there and I can't, you know, drag my eyes away from the television screen watching football. And you know, what was the big deal? Then draft day comes and you're like, ah, that's why I'm getting that feeling back again. I'm getting that, that excitement. Uh, we have a group text message, which are with our fantasy football league, it's dormant in the off season you'll every once in a while you'll get somebody say, uh, you know, anybody seen this movie or, you know, rest in peace celebrity who just passed away or something along those lines. Um, It's good to be like, Hey, let's talk about football. So Scott, let's talk about football. It is draft day. And you know what that means, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Jaguars are going to ruin some kids' future.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. They have, uh, I think they're tied for the most uh, picks in this draft. They have 12, along with the Chiefs, also have 12. Uh, They got a a number of those in the Tyreek Hill trade. Let's talk about that before we talk about anything draft. Okay, let's talk about all the trades that have happened. Just to refresh anybody that's listening to this. Uh, all the trades or all the relevant trades that have happened since we've been gone. Uh, first up, Hill to Miami. Okay, we just talked about Tyreek Hill to Miami. This seemed a little odd to me. I I didn't think that Tyreek Hill would be in a position to leave the Chiefs because people just love winning. Uh I think, I know it's a football podcast, but I'm going to talk about the entirety of sports. I think it today, and I'm not trying to talk like a boomer and an old person, but I think today people are very much concerned with their own ego and money and the, the opportunity to do both those things rather than being known as somebody who is part of a dynasty. Um, there are people out there who would rather be uh, you, you you know, the highest paid player on a forgotten team than Scottie Pippen on the, on the bulls. Um, what are your thoughts? If you're Tyree kill, do you do the same thing? I mean, I guess at the end of the day,
1: you got to look at it from his stand, uh, point of view. He's already got a ring. He's had one decent contract and he's only going to have one more. So he went and got it. He made it happen. I mean, he saw what's his face. Uh, Christian Kirk get paid stupid money by the Jaguars. And I emphasize the stupid as much as possible because he is not worth any of that. And but only of course the Jaguars gave him that. And so he kind of already set the market up for a bunch of other wide receivers to be like, ooh, give me a bunch of money. And so that's what Tyreek did is Tyreek wanted a bunch of money. And he's and you could see it in his face when his little interview that he did talking about like how happy it is to be at Miami. You could see he's like, Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Tua's like really, he's really accurate and stuff. Like he's gonna get me the ball, I guess. You know, like, but you know, Tyreek's gonna be running down down the field. It's it's gonna be he's gonna be Rachel in Friends football uh, episode. Just just go along, just go along. He'll never (laughs) get the ball because. that's it and like because if you look at the plays that they made for waddle last year it was all little like little like wide receiver screens and bubble screens and where he'd like come back and around like the pass never went more than about five yards right so i mean you could only do that so many times tyreek had got enough like a lot of end arounds and things like that but like that's not and I, that's not really going to be all that helpful. So, I, honestly, I think it's it's a waste of money for Miami because you're not going to get the production out of them that they want because uh, Tua is useless. And uh, it's, the only thing that helps is, is uh, Tyreek Hill's um, pocketbook. And it's and it's a nicer place to live. It's nicer to be a millionaire in Miami than it is in Kansas City, and the tax breaks in Florida are better. So that's that's what you're looking at from from Tyreek Hill's voice. Like he knows that that Tua is not Mahomes but he's stacking his pockets because, you know, whatever, man, it's, that's what he's there to do. He's already got a ring. That's the thing. He's already got a ring. That, that's the luxury where he was able to be like,
0: yeah, I'll go to this crap team. Yeah, but to be known as maybe one of the best receivers of all time, if he can grab like another ring or, you know, two or three more. I mean, this could be somebody that people will remember forever. Not that, you know, people won't remember him, but, you know, down the line, 10, 20 years from now, if he plays for Miami, his numbers drop and he just kind of falls into obscurity. Is it worth the extra $20 million? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, probably. Well, the,
1: the fame, the fame isn't going to pay your bills. The money is True. so. I mean granted he could turn the fame into, into marketing and into ad campaigns and things like that but yeah, if, you're think a, that if you're not a quarterback yeah i know the the quarterback is usually the of that need he has his legal issues yeah so it's like th- that's the only way that you could turn that fame into more money essentially but so it's so he he was looking at getting another big contract basically and the and the chiefs weren't going to do that so that's probably what happened he was talking to them like hey i want my big contract they're like nah, man we're not we're not paying you that
0: yeah it so, is i mean it's kind of it's interesting to see that the the Dolphins are in a win-now situation. Uh, we haven't seen <laughs> not what, Tua. They ain't winning shit. I mean, you say, okay, but you know what I mean. They win out, and they're, like, trying to do to make these moves. I mean, if you, you don't bring in Tyreek Hill, the Texans would never pay Tyreek Hill that amount of money because that's going to be money out the window because we're not in competitive window right now for the next one, two years uh, to actually compete for a Super Bowl. So the the uh, Dolphins said, hey, we got a pretty good defense um we've got you know a quarterback that we drafted two years ago we've got um whether you like him or not it's a quarterback that was drafted in the first round two years ago we've got Jalen waddle who's a star at wide receiver no matter who do you have there at quarterback um you've got a pretty good tight end a decent o-line like we can be competitive uh they got a new coach we can be competitive we can move this um their division division to me is pretty susceptible to having somebody else be a, a, a new champion. I mean, you've got the bills who are obviously pretty decent and made some moves themselves and are probably the most talented team in that division. The Patriots look like they could go either way, um, depending on Mac Jones. Uh, and and you've got the jets who just look like a mess. So, I mean, they're in a win now situation, which is interesting because for the last decade or so, the dolphins have been real trash. Um. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what's going on here. I, I, I don't understand it, but, you know, we're seeing the same out of Debo, which we'll talk about later. Uh, it seems like these wide receivers just want to break the bank. And playing late into the football season, into uh, late January and February, doesn't really matter to them. Um, because, listen, if Debo ends up on some trash Lions team or something like that, you know, where somebody's going to pay you a ton of money uh, and not be competitive, then, you know, it's just you're going to fade into obscurity. I just never really understood that uh, from that standpoint. But anyway,
1: because it's 30 million versus 10 million.
0: True. True. Very true. Uh, and there's a laundry list of receivers and people at other positions who have taken these big contracts and just fallen off. And you don't even remember who they are. Oh, you know, years will go by when you go, oh, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. And he got a bunch of money and then just fell off. Uh, but uh, but, yeah, you know, we got other trades to get to. How about Vaughn Miller to Buffalo? Uh, does this we just talked about Buffalo. Does this make uh, Buffalo the best defense in the NFL?
1: doesn't make him the best defense. It definitely helps, though. Um, I, I'm still worried about Von Miller's uh, health just because, I mean, he was kind of come and go for Rams last year. He, he showed up in big times for them, big games, the playoffs, the Super Bowl and stuff. But, uh, you know, that's – I don't know how he's going to do over a whole season. I think he could still be clutch and, and you know, if you just kind of save him and only put him in on passing down situations and stuff like that, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, he looked good for the Rams. I think it, there's a lot of people that can look good for the Rams when you have – uh, to decide whether you're going to, you know, try and block any one of the number of you know defensive stars that they have on that team, uh, opens up a lot of holes. So I think Von Miller coming off one side, uh, and and num- a number of other stars coming on from different directions, makes Von Miller look good. Buffalo's defense was not awful, uh, but it wasn't great either. Uh, you expected them to be a little bit better. Obviously, they lost. Uh, their their top quarter, uh, Tre'Davion White last year, real early, and it made him look a little bit more susceptible to the air. Uh, but I, I think Buffalo's defense is is pretty good, and I think in that in those cold weather games, Vaughn can definitely thrive. I will say this though, he is very much past his prime. Uh, I would think he's comparable to somebody like J.J. Watt they have those shining moments that re- make you remember of who they were and how talented they were. Uh, but we're talking about somebody who's in their early thirties and maybe has lost a step and, and uh, might just be a situational pass rusher. Uh, this isn't that big a move to me. I don't think that's something that we're going to look at and be like, wow, Buffalo that much of a better team uh, because they got Von Miller just as the Cardinals weren't somebody that they weren't that much of a better team when they got JJ watt. Yes. JJ Watt is still a presence on that D line. Uh, but I don't think he's a three or four down player. He's just uh, these guys are, you know, taking a backseat to all these younger guys. And, and I think it was good for him to go out and, and uh, get that, that kind of money. Uh, I'm going to skip the next on our list, so we can come back to it because I know it's something that uh, is important to you. But let's talk about Deshaun Watson, somebody we avoided talking about all year long last year because of obvious reasons. He was in the news every single week about where to go, uh, what what's going to happen. Scott, I, I need to apologize to you because earlier in the uh, in, in the off season when the Deshaun Watson news was going on, I jumped the gun. You had sent a text saying uh, Deshaun Watson to the Browns is going to happen. And immediately, like less than five minutes after you sent that text, Adam Schefter sent that the Browns were out uh, and that, you know, you can count them out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And I mercilessly made fun of you because it just seemed like it was really bad timing Fast forward a few days, and Deshaun Watson is a Brown. You called it. Um, how'd you know?
1: They're the kind of team to give up too many picks for the wrong player. <laughs> they're exactly they're exactly the team that will is desperate enough to be like, "This is it." Finally put everything on his back, put it on his fucking shoulders. He can do it and he's not gonna fucking die. Oh shit, he died. Like that's like it'll be it'll be that, but it'll Okay. You know, so it'll so I just like had a feeling it was like they're they're gonna do it. Out of anybody, they're gonna offer the best package and everything. And it is. you just gotta you gotta
0: you gotta go with your gut and you know, don't don't get fooled by fake news. We all know you're a huge Steelers fan. Huge Steelers fan. Uh Put the bias aside just a second. Who's the best team in the AFC North? Any given Sunday, man. Any given Sunday now. <laughs> Any given can, Sunday is so not you can, an or, you, can, you can win or lose. Any, <laughs> Any given Sunday is not an answer.
1: Next, next year, we're going to see. Next year, we're going to see. Because, um, honestly, Lamar is going to collapse. He's finally going to be fully flat on his face. And the Ravens will be looking for another QB in the draft next year. Sean Watson, uh, he'll be suspended for eight games. They'll go three, uh, you know, three and five in that. He'll come back. He'll be rusty as all fuck. you know. Um, so they, they won't necessarily be as good as people are hoping. And the Bengals, you start double covering Jamar Chase, and all of a sudden, he can't just throw to him every fucking down. And so, yeah, Steelers, the best team there. Because everybody's going to see them. Mitch Trubisky is a lot better than people
0: think. Yeah, I think people do forget that Deshaun Watson is going to miss a chunk of time next year. Uh, and, and you know, going into fantasy drafts, you have to understand that you're not getting a full year out of Deshaun Watson until 2024 uh, or 2023, uh, the, the 2023 season. Um, so, you know, the Browns. I have to
1: say at the end of the day, Bengals are probably still the best. Team yes. The and AFC I was going, I was like, going to get to that. If I'm going to go Steelers or second though. I'm, I'm Steelers are going to be second though for me still, because I think I expect the Ravens to take a big downturn. I don't, and I don't think because it you got to be in football shape. And Ray, Sean Watts has not played football for a while. Uh, getting your ass tickled by uh, masseuses. It, it's not a good workout. I don't know. He, he loves it, but it's not a good workout. And so it's, uh, and so, like It's going to take a minute. It's going to take them some time. So I, I don't expect them to be that great right away.
0: I don't know, man. It's just a really tough division. It is. When Deshaun Watson's perfectly uh, healthy and not suspended, I think it's a really tough division. I think that right now, the Browns are the worst talented team when Deshaun Watson's suspended. When Deshaun Watson's suspended, that team has a is going to have a very tough time moving the ball down the field. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a team uh, that might have to start reset in the first few weeks. Now they have Amari Cooper. I get that. Um, I, I was never a huge fan of Amari Cooper. Um, but, and so I just, and Joku at tight end, uh, a, a, a kind of susceptible O-line and a defense that sometimes struggled last year. I think the Browns are the worst team. However, you're counting out the Ravens. Who, when they get J.K. Dobbins back, have a weapon at literally every position. If they can get like another wide receiver in the draft, maybe I love Rashad Bateman. And I really like Marquise Brown as a home run threat with, you know, Mark Andrews, who is, you have to admit, the best tight end in the league or best tight end in the division. Um, I hope they take a wide receiver because that's
1: useless to them because if you take a wide receiver you're expecting your quarterback to be able to get on the same page as them get on the same page as meaning they're going to read the defense the same way. Mark Jackson's not reading defenses. He's going one read. Oh, I'm going to run. That's it. He's there's no there's no thought process there. It's all it's all backyard crap. And that, yeah. and that, and it takes, it takes defenses about two quarters to figure it out. And it's like, just, just punch a guy in the face. Just wait, for, cover his first target. Don't cover long. And that's it. You know, cover Mark Andrews over the middle. And game's and, over.
0: Hey, I agree with you. And it's going to take some adaptation on the part of Lamar Jackson. As these quarterbacks get older, um, we saw it with Mike Vick. They start to use their arm a little bit more and they start to have to open things up with their arm rather than their legs. You know, they, in the. Beginning of your career, your first thought is run, and that opens up a lot of things through the pass and makes you, your passing game look really good. I think as Lamar Jackson grows older, um, this is why I say a wide receiver might be a good thing. Is you have to pass to open up uh, routes with your legs, so make sure people are respecting your pass um, and not just crowding the box. Because we've seen these failures from the Ravens; they have look like shit in the playoffs every single year because of exactly what you said. You know, they will. Crowd him, uh, protect on the outside, and, and dare him to run. And a lot of times uh, he gets in a mess where he has to throw it, he makes an errant throw, or he fumbles the ball. I mean, it's tried and true during the regular season. You can go and you can run for 200 yards and two touchdowns in the playoffs when it matters, when people are, you know, it's do or die. You got to hold on to the ball and you can't just run them up. So um, we'll see. What happens with the Ravens going forward? Uh, I, I really think that you're you're correct. You're right on when you say that the Bengals, though, are the most talented football team or football team in the AFC North. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the Steelers go. We'll talk about the Steelers as we as we go along here. Let's let's move down the list to uh, Russell Wilson of the Broncos. Uh, did you expect this like at all? You know, I
1: didn't. I didn't really. I know that the Broncos are always Ones to be, um, you know, keep their keep their uh, head, ear to the ground for in the core quarterback market. And Russell earlier in the season, had, you know, last year had said, you know, he had wanted to get out. And then everybody kind of quieted that down. And Pete Carroll even said, like, right before the trade, Pete Carroll said, "No, no, everything's fine. We just talked. Yeah, everything's fine." And then, like next week, he was straight to the Broncos. And so, like, it, you really <laughs> what mean, you got to say, you, though. You know, you you, you got to take everything with a grain of salt, basically. But and. But I think this is a great move for the Broncos. Broncos were very talented team that just needed a good quarterback, and he could really take a push them over the edge. I mean this this reminds me of when they got Peyton Manning. I could definitely see them in the in the playoff hunt. Um, they're in a tough division, I'll say that, but um, I, I could definitely see them at least a wild card.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, so I mean, this has been. Coming for a while. The Seahawks have not been really competitive the last few years. Uh Russell Wilson has not looked like Russell Wilson, mainly because he's had zero time to throw. Absolutely zero time to throw. I mean, we're talking like uh uh, for his whole career, this has been the shortest time to throw that he's had. Uh has made him look pretty bad. It's made DK Metcalf look pretty bad, made that whole offense come to a halt. And they've been going back and forth, you know, like an old married couple for a while, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. And so we saw this breakup kind of coming, uh, almost like you saw the breakup of Aaron Rodgers kind of coming. And then they just kind of reconciled and, and signed a, long, or a two or three year deal. Uh, did I expect the Broncos? I expected the Broncos to try to make a move. Listen, the Broncos, ever since Peyton Manning, have been searching for that homegrown talent and have failed time and time and time again. Um, and whiff on these on these uh, on these quarterbacks. So yes, they want to go out and get somebody tried and true, and maybe you know grow somebody from within. Uh, this makes this offense very dangerous. Jerry Judy, I think, is a top ten fantasy receiver now. Uh, and and this is not something where it's like sneaky, like, Oh, a little sleeper, like Jerry Judy was a very talented receiver. And the knock on him was that who's going to throw to him or how many reps is he going to get in an offense that is mainly running the ball with Russell Wilson. You open up so much. I think Jerry Judy is really going to, uh, going to shine under Russell Wilson. I like this team, uh, I think the Chiefs, with the moves that they made in the offseason and the young talent they're bringing in, um, have kind of come back down to earth a little more than we think. I I don't think that they're a bad team. I still think that they're the most talented team in that division. Yeah,
1: but if you look at their stats and wins, losses, when the full trio isn't there, if it's like Kelsey or Reek or even Mahomes are missing, if one of them is missing, it's a whole different offense. I, I think, it, yeah, they, it made, it made him mortal again. Let's say it again. Say that.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, so it's just, I mean, the, I, I think the chiefs are still the best team. I think the chargers got a lot better with a guy that uh, we'll talk about shortly after this, uh, bringing in Khalil Mack, uh, and, and Justin Herbert, you know, growing as, as a, as a quarterback, uh, but the I, I Broncos, agree. the Broncos okay. are there. I think the Broncos are there. I think the Broncos, um, we, we with the Teddy B and these quarterback you know carousel that they've had for the last few years, didn't really threaten to be an AFC playoff contender. This year, I really hold Denver to a higher standard. Denver's a really tough place to play in. It's a really tough place for people to go on road on the road and win, regardless of the talent of Denver. Um, So I I really think if they can really win the home games that they're supposed to win, uh, this is a team that can uh, that can definitely make the playoffs and and a team that's going to be really fun to watch in this in this upcoming year. But uh, but yeah. Uh, All right. Let's move on to the last. We're going to get into these drafts, I promise. But let's talk uh, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, is he past his prime? I mean, I I just sent out this video of the Raiders picking Khalil Mack uh, back when in the Johnny Manziel draft. I believe it was like 2012, 2013, something like that. Uh, Is Khalil Mack a relevant or exciting uh, signing trade for the Chargers? Well, I think I, I equate him kind of like Devon Miller
1: uh, over in Buffalo like yeah like you said he is past his prime and you probably need to snap count him maybe only you know only passing downs kind of stuff but w- where he is better for the Chargers than Miller is for the bu- for Buffalo is the fact that the Chargers already have another pass rusher and Bosa on the other side and the only way to really let that pa- let Bosa be a beast is to not have him be you know, chipped by a tight end, taken by a left tackle, and have a running back on them because you actually have a decent pass rush on the other side. So I think that Cleo Mack adds a lot more to the Chargers. It really it really helps their defense be solidified on passing downs. So they're, they're going to be something to reckon with. And they did that specifically because they're in division with um, Mahomes and Derek Carr and now Russell Wilson. So they need that pass rush.
0: Yeah. It's a, I mean, the, that division has become really strong uh, you know, there's there's a guy that we really didn't talk about on this list that we really should have, and that's Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Uh, that is, all four of these teams made some kind of move uh, to try and get better. Uh, the the Chiefs said, hey, I want to get better going forward. Uh, they have 12 draft picks coming up today uh, or over the next few days. And the rest of these three, three teams signed free agents to try to close the gap. It's going to be crazy watching this division this year. Uh, I don't expect the Raiders to compete on the same level uh, as as the rest of these these teams, but they'll make some fun games like forty two to thirty nine. Though, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you make if you sign somebody like Devontae Adams, who arguably is the best receiver in the NFL, um, then you. I have a chance in every game. I mean, you do. And the Raiders uh can play some decent defense. Derek Carr isn't the the bottom of the barrel quarterback that maybe I once thought he was. I mean, he's decent. He's not a, a Super Bowl winner, but he's he's somebody that can definitely compete. Uh but yeah, it's gonna be crazy. AFC West is gonna be absolutely nuts. But All right. Let's go to the draft. This is happening today. This is big time. This is something I get really excited about every single year Uh, in my jobless student days. I used to really prepare for this all day and just get absolutely plastered, getting ready for this first pick, cheering uh, on the Texans. Obviously, I'm not at that point. In my life anymore, well, unfortunately. That,
1: that's why I I, I was uh, they still had did it the old way with the, all the three rounds on Saturday. Because doing this one round on Thursday, it's all right, but like you know, it's it's all split up. Like I'd say, I liked it was it was a bigger event on Saturday. I thought I felt mm-hmm. like you know, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, but but yeah, you yeah. know, we're older. I had to work today. I had to uh, you know get some stuff done, so I can't just sit here and just pound brews and get ready for. For a Texans top ten pick, oh, maybe two top ten picks. We'll see how that goes. Uh, do you have an expectation for top pick in the draft? Um, you know, they keep talking saying
1: it's gonna, definitely going to be an edge rusher. Uh, they're talking a lot but between this Aiden Hutchinson kid and the Trayvon Walker. Even Thibodeau's they've been thrown in there some. And I kind of like Thibodeau. Um, I'm thinking it's going to go Trayvon Walker though. We'll, we'll see. Um, I think, you know, Jaguars could do anything. It really depends. It really, it really it just, you know, they're always a little shifty. I don't, I don't trust their decision-making anyway. So like, it's hard to guess what they're going to do. It's kind of like, what's the worst option they could do?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker, but this is just what we've been fed by the media. You know, these are the models that we're looking at and we're just being like, all right, the odds are that Vegas is giving us that it's probably going to be Trayvon Walker, but we don't know. This is such an interesting draft because there isn't a lot of like offensive juggernauts that are in this draft that it's like, if you don't take this, you will be ridiculed and maybe fired over the next three years for your GM. Uh, so, yeah, and, and when these drafts come about, I mean, we've seen these drafts in the past. Um, there's often the best players in the NFL come out of these drafts. These drafts where were like, well, there's nobody flashy. There's nobody big, there's nobody, whatever. And then you go look back and you're like, why did we think that there was nobody good in this draft? Why do we think that this was such a light draft? I mean, Jaguars aren't getting any traction in trying to trade away their pick. Rightfully so. I mean, fine. Again, there's not somebody that's just going to blow up the game or by by any means. But still, we've had draft trades in the past. You know, people are talking about this guy moving to one, this guy moved to one, you know, whatever. Uh, this seems to be pretty straightforward. I, th- I, th- I think Trayvon Walker does go number one. Does number two, is it anybody but Cave Thibodeau?
1: Um. I would throw in Aiden Hutchinson again. You know, we're not, it's, it's all just kind of thrown up there. This there, because I think, yeah, it's really the the best guys in the draft are the edge rushers. And then there's some really good linemen and there's some great wide receivers, but there's a lot of good wide receivers. So there's plenty of depth there. Mm -hmm. I I think really the the best players out of this are like, like I said, the guys in the trenches. And at the end of the day, if you can run the ball and stop the run, you're going to win a lot of
0: games. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. No, I, and I agree. Uh, do you have any idea who might be the first offensive player taken?
1: Um, honestly, I, I, I feel like between five, six, and seven, where New York, Carolina, and New York again, one of them, they, they could take they could take either a wide receiver or you'll see an earlier quarterback pick than people think. Because right now, none of them really have the quarterback that they want. and It doesn't seem like the management in New York likes Daniel Jones anymore. And Carolina is still fiddling around with, uh, what's his face, um, uh, broken project from the Jets. So it's not... Oh,
0: Darnold. Darnold, yeah. yeah, I
1: couldn't even remember his name anymore. I almost forgot your name there. Linus. Yeah, they, I'm um, surprised
0: too. I'm surprised that they're that they're still going with that. So,
1: yeah i I, I think there's going to be an early. I think there's going to be a quarterback taken in the top ten, some, uh, somewhere, right, right around, probably right around those three picks. Uh, so and if not, it'll be you'll see a wide receiver like Garrett Wilson be taken or something like that.
0: So three quarterbacks are expected to go in the first round. Um you, as a Steelers fan, are pretty plugged in. So we've got Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and Desmond Ritter. Okay. Desmond Ritter might be on the fringes out there in the at the end of the draft. But is there one of those that you prefer? I mean, let's be honest. There's you don't have the quarterback of the future. Okay, you just don't. Um, is there any of those that you prefer more than any other?
1: I prefer Mitchell Trubisky. I do. Okay. Okay. I think he's got, I think, I think he's got, uh, better talent, better size, better arm, better experience. Um, the rest of those guys, Kenny Pickett's, he does pretty well. Um, not a fan of his hand size, not a fan of his height. Um, Malik, uh, Malik Willis, uh, he's a one-read take take-off and run kind of guy. Not anything the Steelers have ever done. I don't see them really doing that. They did that with Cord- Cordell Stewart. Is the only one really. Um, and then Desmond Howard is too just too too small. So it's just there's no reason to take any of these guys. And because I don't think any of them are going to be able to get you over the hump. I I look at them like. Like a Tua or a Kyler Murray or or the lesser scale like a a Baker uh, Baker Mayfield, you have to put every single thing around them, and still, even if you do that, if one thing goes wrong, they'll just crumble and fuck up and just be like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, fuck it. And (laughs) like you, you can't, you you really can't trust them. You need like an actual leader. You need somebody that can will be able to really get punched to the gut, the face and the balls and get back up and score a fucking touchdown and tell them to go fuck themselves. So you, you, I don't see that attitude out of any of them. I don't see, I don't see the drive. I don't see the size if you don't see all of that, if you see just a little bit less than that, then there's really no point in having them be your quarterback. You can have a guy like that be your wide receiver, your tight end, because there's you can have a second and a third. And, you know, you have plays drawn up for certain things, and that's fine. But your quarterback, your quarterback cannot be anything less than that. So at the end of the day, there's really no point in taking any of them. I, I think it's been a lot of smoke blowing up people's asses that Steelers can take quarterback. I think they're going to take a defensive lineman because the biggest thing they couldn't do last year was stop the run and they they fixed their offensive line in offseason they uh, brought in uh, another linebacker in the middle and they just need to get, they just need a defensive lineman that's what they should take at 20.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I yeah, I I think you're going to be disappointed. I mean, I think it's going to be Malik Willis. I honestly do. And and I hope I I, I hope it's Jordan Davis. Well, I, I Georgia got you. defensive tackle, but yeah. I got you on Audio saying that you hope they don't take Malik Willis. Okay. Because if this guy turns out to be Ben reincarnated, uh, Big Ben reincarnated, then you'll come back and you'll say, well, you know, I just, uh, it's, you know, it's what I thought at the time. But obviously this guy's, you know, the best, um, but we'll just, we'll just have to see. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I got some news earlier today. I got a push notification and said that the Texans might be in for Baker or Jimmy G after the draft for a trade after the draft. So obviously they don't want to include any of their first few picks, which thank God. Um, obviously I guess this is the right time to talk. Um, You hate Baker Mayfield. I have nothing against him.
1: I don't wish him any ill will. I just tell it how it is. Yep.
0: Well, I mean, you've been preaching in the group chat since uh, the Deshaun trade that Baker needs to just pack his bags and maybe find a new career or, you know, whatever, any time, any spot that you can stick a dagger Uh, Into the Baker conversation. You do. If somebody says Baker Mayfield on the other side of the world. uh, Shag will be there. To tell you exactly. Why he sucks. Tell me honestly. Where do you think Baker Mayfield. Ends up. And do you think he'll be successful there?
1: I think he ends up. At the most desperate team. After the draft. Or whatever trades might happen. Um, and that might not be in the NFL. It might be in the CFL or some other league, uh, perchance that we don't even know about, maybe playing on the Ocho. Um, but the thing is, is if at the Browns during the Browns, when during his heyday, if you will, he had two good wide receivers in Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Can't really argue with that. He had two great running backs in, uh, I and mean, a Kareem Hunt and uh Chubb and a great offensive line to go with it and a pretty decent tight end and a coach that was turning the whole uh, the whole franchise around. Now, if you have all of that, all of it, and you still can't succeed, it's that like there's not gonna get easier. That's it. Like it's going to get harder from there. And that I mean, he said it himself. He started getting injured because he couldn't. He would turn and he would see the throw and he would know in his head, I can't make that fucking throw. And then he'd get sacked or something. because so He'd have to try it. Then you start panicking. It's just it's. He's not good enough to play the position and he knows it, but I think he likes the money and he's like, oh, to get I'll get hit. I'll get hit around for a little bit. And He's got a lot of ego. He's got a ton of ego. I mean, the fact that he was the first overall pick in the draft, that's that's absurd. That's ridiculous compared to, like, just look at talent around the league. Like, that's, that's what the experts and, like, everybody was like, yeah, Baker Mayfield, number one pick overall. I mean, that makes me want to throw up. That is absolutely fucking disgusting. Like, that is terrible analysis. Absolutely terrible. He is one schnoz away from being Johnny Manziel. And I, I, I don't like I don't see any difference, really, uh, like the, the ego, the attitude, the lack of talent, the all of it is almost exactly the same. They, but they had different stories. They had different different lines. You know, Johnny Menzel got drafted kind of where he should have been and Baker, you know, obviously didn't. So it's like I said, it's no ill will. It's just kind of like if I wanted to go out and play center for an NBA team, they'd be like, Hey, you're kind of too short for that. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'll just ego my way through it. Fuck you. You know, like it just, it doesn't work. You know, at the end of the day, you're just like, you're, Hey, you got to be like seven feet tall, man. Like it's not going to work. So like, you can't really just ego your way through everything. You you kind of just look like an asshole
0: for a while. And it's just like, Oh man, pack your bags, go home. So you're so, telling me he wouldn't be better than Locke on the Seahawks.
1: No, I like Drew Locke. He's younger. Still give him a chance. I mean, there's. I mean, it's about maybe about the same. But they're either way. You know, you're just kind of wasting your time. I would get. I would give Drew Lock his. He has a chance of better upside. Whereas Baker Mayfield, you're bringing in a distraction. He's 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 borderline becoming a TO like distraction, and it's like. For what? Do you really think Baker like if like, say, you know, DK is not there and like the run game isn't going well. Do you think Baker is going to be the one to get you over the hump and and bring the team, rally the team back down from 20 points? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I know the answer is a flat no. The answer is hell no. The answer is he's never done it once in his entire career. So there's just no point. There's literally no point you've, you've seen, uh, you, you've been measured, you've been weighed and you've been found wanting
0: like it's, it's over. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but you're, you're straight up saying that you don't think he's the top 32 quarterback in the NFL.
1: I think Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett and whatever the other guy is, is better. Okay. Go, go get a guy in the draft. If somebody, is, if somebody is that desperate that they're actually thinking about Baker Mayfield right now, like, so go stick your head in a toilet and rethink that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we'll just have to see. I am not going to be the guy that says, I told you so. Uh, if Baker does where, come back and do anything successful. Where do you uh, think he should go? Or that he would be helpful even? Uh, I think he would be helpful on the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have Deshaun Watson, who's clearly uh, they won't have Deshaun him. Watson. If but they, they want to but win. he's
1: not the same play style. That's why they bring brought in Brisket, so he can he can run around. You pour a little barbecue sauce on him. He plays all right. Maybe you go four and four. You bring back Deshaun Watson. That's what they're hoping for. I don't know it's the same why. Play style. You, I
0: don't. What do you mean play style? Brissette is not a running quarterback. He is not fast. He, they're going to tell him to run. <laughs> they're Brissette get out is, there and make runs. <laughs> he is a truck uh, on fourth and one or whatever they put him in. Specifically, just to do the QB sneak. Um, but he is not somebody like Deshaun Watson who's going to get outside the pocket a lot. I get it. You haven't seen Deshaun Watson
1: play in a while either. Maybe he doesn't get out of the pocket either. Maybe, Maybe he's been eating a lot, a, a lot of Whataburger, You don't know.
0: That's true. Could be. Uh, no, nah, but I, I think that he would be. Like I said, good on the Browns. Um, I think that the, he's better than Drew Locke on Seahawks. Um, Wait,
1: so if you think he's good on the Browns, then do you mean he's a good backup for the Browns, basically? Or just to play that that time in between? So he should end up being a backup, is what you're saying, because I agree with that.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm saying that his best shot at the moment, so you've got to take in a lot of different aspects of what is happening here, so like Trubisky did, he came and he realized, all right, the best shot that I'm going to get at a starting job is going to take a backup somewhere else. So he went and took a backup for the bills. Now he's started for the Steelers. Um, At this point, just for the situation you've been put in um, maybe you were considered a 15th, 16th best quarterback in the league a year ago, two years ago, whatever. Now you're put in a position where pretty much every NFL team is saying, Hey, we're going to move forward with, This guy, whoever it is, Uh, they're kind of set, except for maybe the Seahawks, maybe the Panthers, um, maybe the Texans, which kind of upsets me. But I got to tell the truth. Every other uh, team kind of has a plan. Um, The teams that don't have or that don't have the quarterback that we're talking about, the Panthers, the Seahawks, maybe the Lions who are paying Jared Goff a shit ton of money uh, and the Texans. You know, these teams aren't set up to win. The problem with Baker Mayfield is you're taking on a shit ton of money when you take them on. Who is going to pay a shit ton of money for a quarterback when they aren't set up to win at the moment? It's just a waste of money. They don't want to take that on. They're in a rebuilding process. Same thing that the Texans weren't in on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes and all this other stuff okay there's like all these things that are they're that happening around the NFL these teams do not need a quarterback they really just don't want one otherwise you you would have seen them go and give a second round pick that the browns were asking for uh try to make some kind of uh you, you know deal some kind of settle for something be like hey you know if you take this I'll take this if you're waiting till after the draft obviously these teams aren't thirsting for Baker Mayfield or, you know, Jimmy G for that matter, who's had, has some health issues. So it's going to be tough for Baker Mayfield to go out and get a starting position. I think if it's going to be somewhere, it's going to be Carolina. But like you said, it's not really that big of an upgrade on Sam Darnold. We saw Sam Darnold be pretty bad last year, um, but show flashes of, of brilliance. I don't know if Baker Mayfield's like a huge improvement on him and somebody that's going to come in and make Carolina an automatic playoff team. And so what you're taking on is a lot of money in that. And you know, for whatever you're giving up, now if it's a sixth, seventh round pick and you're just like, you know, here you go. But I think the Browns value Baker higher than that. And think the way I think, which is, hey, for a chunk of time next year, if we want to be competitive. Next year, right when Deshaun Watson comes in, we're going to have to play at a high level when he's gone. And he could be out eight games, like we talked about. If it, it, Who's the best available quarterback that's not uh, Deshaun Watson? It's probably going to be Baker Mayfield at that point, if it's not Jimmy G. So, um, yeah, it's a really tough situation. You're right. It, it could be a, a backup spot somewhere. He could be backup for whatever. He might not sign until somebody goes down. Or get traded for until somebody goes down. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see directly after the draft. Maybe by next week, Baker Mayfield might have um, another team. Another team. Okay. Yeah, we got we got Baker uh, behind us. That was I, I knew that was going to be a little rough. Um, let's talk about Debo. Okay, this is going to be the 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 last way last thing we talk about before we talk about the uh, draft strategy and and say bye before the draft that starts in about 30 minutes debo trade do you get it <laughs> scott do you get this he just he knows
1: how much he was used last year and how underpaid he is with that amount of usage and you, most of it being on runs and end arounds basically like running back so his elasticity won't be as uh, you know, as good as he wants it to be. So he needs to get paid now. And so he he's realizing that. And especially with how stupid the wide receiver market got this year with Christian Kirk's Monday contract and everybody and Tyree kills. So he he's like, let me try and get paid right this second. And maybe I can go to a team that isn't going to destroy my body within the next two years as well, because if you watch the the 49ers last year, the offense was all Debo. It was crazy. And he would just, he, and after a little while, the, the defense knew it and it just didn't matter. He was just trucking people, just running people over. And it was absurd. He's, mm-hmm. he's a beast and he deserves the money. And honestly, honestly, I don't think Trey Lance is ready for next year, really. So I think there, he's at least one more year away. So if Debo could go to a team that's ready to win right now, that'd be awesome. Like if he went to the chiefs or even the Broncos, I think that'd be fun. Like if, if he could get out of there and go to somewhere that's ready to win. Now, that'd be pretty exciting.
0: You don't think the 49ers set up to win right now.
1: Not with Trey Lance as their quarterback. Really? really.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I think that they absolutely are. I think that all the pieces are there and that really Jimmy G was kind of holding them back. So if Trey Lance could be the quarterback, they thought he would be, now, obviously, you need Debo to be there to have that offense run the way that it did last year. But if he's there and that defense is there, I think that they're definitely an NFC championship contender for sure. Absolutely, I think that they're you know a team to beat in the NFC. I think without Debo, they're you know a little bit more soft. But I really, honestly think with Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kittle, Debo. Uh, a decent run game, including Debo and Trey Lance as a running threat it is a pretty damn good offense uh, for both, you know, fantasy and real life football. I think that's just a, a great, a well-built machine. Um, and I think Debo, it sucks. Like, you know, it's been brought up that he wants to be considered a wide receiver and not a running back. And yeah. And I get that, and and get, and I, I don't understand why he wouldn't be given that wide receiver money. I don't... I, I don't. Be- because his stats show too many rushing yards. I know, but obviously when his contract's up, or if he wants... To, I mean, he's holding out, obviously, because he thinks that he carried the team. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you saw yeah. that Jamal Adams text. Did you see that? No. Jamal Adams, like, Texted him and was like supportive of him leaving because obviously Jamal Adams did the same thing. He was in the same boat. He's like, I feel you, you know, do what you got to do. I'm, I'm, I'm backing you. And Debo texted back. I, apparently, it's a real text message on Jamal Adams' Instagram. Uh, and Debo texted back and said, you know, thanks, brother. But it's a little bit different because I carry my team. And Jamal Adams was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And but it, I mean, Debo really <laughs> thinks. That he is Mr. 49er and the reason that they were so successful last year was him. I don't disagree, but to a certain extent, you can't just, again, we're going back to like players now versus players back then. You can't just be like, well, I'm the best player on this fucking team. And I know I'm on a contract, but I'm not going to wait. I need you since since I got did so well last year, uh, I'm not going to do it again unless you fucking pay me. And that sucks. That's, that's going back on your word to me. It's going back in your word. I understand
1: uh, that, and I and I get that. It's just it's about health, and it's about it's about longevity. And he can't do that forever, and he knows that. And if he does that for one more year, and then they try to do it again for another year before his contract year, and he gets injured, and they're just like, oh yeah, but you know, kind of injured, and you kind of had more rushing yards and receiving yards, so we're gonna pay you like a running back. So you kind of end up getting like three million a year or something, you know, and just really screw him. He's like, nah, man, I'm not here to get screwed. If you look at the stats, man, the stats don't lie. I'm not saying he's doing it the right way, but yeah, he was Mr. 49er last year. That guy was a fucking beast. Like yeah. he was the whole he was the whole team. He was the whole team. The second, the second that in the playoffs that Jimmy G had to go down and try to like actually do a two-minute drill by himself, and they couldn't just hand the ball off to Debo every other play. It was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> Like yeah. it, it was, it was just a joke. So it's, he is, he was the reason they won any game last year.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't deny that, but to put your foot down after the season's over uh, and say, like, we're not doing it again, unless I'm getting just a truck of money, then that just sucks, man. It just sucks. Yeah. B, you gotta prove yourself over time. It's not, you can't be a one-year wonder and Debo before this year. I mean, you look at our fantasy draft. I think Debo was taken like seventh or eighth round. Obviously ended up being a first round talent, but uh, this is not somebody we, I think Ayuk was taken over Debo. This is not somebody that we expected to be this good. And so, and and he wrote a feeling, I had a feeling he'd be good. He was somebody that he was, I mean, I could name a receiver, uh, that, that like uh, LaVisca. LaVisca Chenault. I, he was a LaVisca Chenault. Okay? Somebody no way. Goes, LaVisca's a Jaguar. Come on. He was okay, but I'm just saying, bad. he was in the same situation where it's like, okay, this guy's a first-round talent, somebody that we think's going to be really good, uh, can be multi multifaceted player, and then he's like, he kind of shit the bed, kind of disappears. Nothing's really happening. He comes out, and they use him a certain way, give him opportunity, and he blows up. I mean, but and right, we look at LaViska Chanel and he's undraftable this year. We're not gonna draft him. It's not in 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 fantasy football, he is irrelevant. I think that's kind of where Debo was uh, last year. Obviously, he's road, rose to prominence and he's first round guy. It's just sucky to go from somebody who is obscure to one of the better talents in the league and demand to get the money. You deserve. Like, there is no telling if you ever do this again, Debo. I don't doubt that you do, but to put the 49ers' future um, on the line because you're like, you know, I ain't going to perform again, even though it's the first time you perform this way in three years, I ain't going to do it again unless you pay me, you know, buku money. It's just kind of sucky. Last thing before we get ready for the draft, uh, and I'm going to have a few brews getting ready for the Texans pick or picks, because we got two in the first round. Um, Do you enjoy the old way? Obviously, we talked about this earlier where we used to crack a beer open at noon and and get these draft picks and let it run in the background for the first three rounds in one day, or do you prefer it like this where it's more televised? Obviously, every baseball game today uh, was moved to noon so that because they knew that the NFL draft would take all the coverage tonight uh, in the sports world. Uh, Do you prefer the old way or the new way?
1: I prefer the old way. I really do. It kind of reminds me more of like our fantasy drafts. that we do it all in one day kind of thing, all the yeah. important rounds at least, you know? And, and so like, you know, like you said, it was, it was an all day event on Saturday. Yes. There's other sports going on. There's other things going on, but yeah, you, it was started at like noon and it, it was like, it was like an all day event. I think it would be more exciting for like, if you wanted to go to the NFL draft too, because it's like a weekend event, it's on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the, this spreading it out thing you know, I think there's just there's a lot more um, expert analysis and mock drafts and all this bullshit. Basically, that like they're all they're all wrong. They're They've always done that, it, though. so yeah, and yeah. But I would rather just okay. Then you just kind of like get it over with instead of going from today and now they're gonna have all analysis tomorrow for like up leading up to the second round. It's just it, it's 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 unnecessary. Just just we it, get it over with. Great, go home, fuck off like yep. you know like i don't you, you kind of it, it's a it's a long walk for a short drink of water you know True. Like, it's just
0: true i i agree um maybe we're just old but uh you know i liked the the classic setup where it's like is this going to be a first day guy or a second day guy uh yeah. now most people are a second day guy uh it's it was i think it was made this way uh if you remember back in the day when it was like liner and Vince Young and all them, uh, they wanted to showcase these guys. And they, I remember they dressed up in suits and they walked the catwalk, it was a real big, like, event. And at the time, I was like, Whoa, this is pretty cool, man! It's like a show, we're watching a show. And now I look at it, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'd rather see all the collective picks that the Texans are going to make, uh, rather than you know, just watch all this. I I don't care about the people in their individualized rooms. A lot of people aren't even attending the draft. so um, yeah, that's... I I wish it was... It would go back to the old way. I don't think it ever will, but uh, for money reasons. Uh, But, you know, but I... I I do wish... I do pine for the old days. (laughs) All right, man. I'm excited for the Texans. Uh, Last, Get my last words in here. I really hope that they surprise me somehow. Um, Do something flashy. I'm always down for my team to do something flashy. I do think they'll take an O-linesman. I'm not going to be pissed at their number three pick if they take an O-linesman. I'm not going to be pissed if they end up taking uh, somebody inside Sauce Gardner in the first round. But, you know, do something flashy. Surprise me. Do something, Casario. Uh, Any hopes or dreams or expectations for your Steelers?
1: Um, Just a, a defensive lineman. Like I said, I think, uh, I think they really need to sure up a, a defensive block trenches.
0: Cool. cool. All right, man. Well, uh, hopefully I to talk to you sooner rather than later. We've got a lot of football stuff coming up. We've got our fancy draft in a couple of months. Uh, we'll do a post draft. One of these, uh, we'll try to get together, you know, once every few weeks and, and pump some of these out for you guys. Listening pleasure. Thanks a lot, Scott. I appreciate your time today. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you guys later.